my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Gratitude Diaries, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Janice Kaplan. Thanks for joining me for another episode and more ideas on how to be a little happier. I've been sharing gratitude ideas with you every day on this podcast, and I got a note from a listener who wondered if that was really such a great idea. It turned out that she was a listener only because two friends of hers had forwarded her this podcast, to which I say thank you, by the way. Both of the friends had worried that she was constantly negative and they thought this daily boost of gratitude might help her. But her point to me was that she was not negative. She was just being realistic, she said, and she thought her friends were seeing the world through rose-colored glasses. As an example, she told me about her 22-year-old son. Her friend said that she should be grateful that he was smart and getting a PhD in engineering. They thought all that should make her thrilled. But she told me that she lives in New Jersey. And her view was that it was miserable that he was all the way out in California getting that PhD. She didn't get to see him much, and she expected that he was going to move there for good. So yes, she complained a lot about not seeing her son. In her view, she was right, and her friends were just looking for the silver lining. I hear things like this all the time. People who have a negative view are convinced that they're just seeing the world as it is and the rest of us are a little delusional. They don't want to hear that both perspectives on a situation may be right. Any event can have a positive and a negative side, and you choose which one to emphasize. One theory that has been popularized by some evolutionary biologists says that all of us, as human beings, 
are wired to see the negative in the situation. It does make sense in terms of how we evolved. If you go way, way back in time, our ancestors lived by gathering the plants and fruits that grew around them. If they were out collecting food in the field, there might be 10 tasty berries and one poisonous one. Telling their friends about the pretty tasty berries didn't do much good to help them survive, but they needed to pay all their attention to the poisonous one and recognize it each time. Otherwise, they did not become our ancestors. We are all the descendants of people who were very good at recognizing the poisonous berries. But that was a long time ago. I buy my berries in the grocery store or the farmer's market, and you probably do too. I don't need to worry all that much about the poisonous berries anymore. But in a different way, we all still worry about exactly that. The update now is that if 10 good things happen in a day and one bad one, which are you most likely to talk to your spouse about at dinner? Probably the bad one. And if your child comes home with a report card with four A's and one C, your first comment is likely to be, hey, looks like you're having a little trouble in math, huh? That's why gratitude becomes so important. Looking for the positive, for the tasty berries, allows you to get some equilibrium back. It doesn't make the bad berry go away, and it doesn't make the bad events in a day go away. But it allows you to balance it all out and see both sides. At dinner, you can talk about the 10 good events of your day first, and then discuss the one problem. When you do that, the conversation has a completely different feel, and you're probably in a better position to be able to solve the problem. Same thing with that report card. If you focus on the good grades your child got first, you see a bigger picture. Everybody feels calmer, and you become better able to deal with the actual problem rather than just responding to some blind panic that says, everything is going wrong. Research out of the Harvard School of Public Health suggests that some people might be more naturally positive, while others do have an instinct to the negative. Studies show that being more grateful connects to positive behaviors and positive mental health outcomes. The good news is that even if you start with a naturally negative view, you can change. Some of the tips and ideas we've been talking about on this podcast should help you do just that. All of us can switch that wiring and get the advantages of gratitude. Let me share a very personal example. I grew up with kind parents who worked hard and wanted only the best for their children. But my mom was also relentlessly and inexplicably negative. If she could find a black cloud or something to worry about, she would. When you grow up with that, it becomes deeply ingrained in who you are. Like the listener who contacted me, I thought being negative just meant you were realistic and paying attention. But then I got married, and I gained a mother-in-law, who was the opposite of my mom. She was always upbeat and positive. She never saw the dark side of anything. Being around her made everyone happy. I realized how much better that was, and I made a conscious effort to change. I didn't want my children or colleagues to see me as negative and complaining. What good did that do anyone? It's not an immediate process. We all fall back into old habits. But once you change sides, you end up being like a reformed smoker. You want everyone to know how much better it feels. If people say you're being a Pollyanna, well, tell them that's not so terrible. 
Most people say it disparagingly, as if you're being naive or innocent. But in the original Pollyanna book, way back in 1913, the little girl, an orphan who goes to live with her mean aunt, plays the glad game to get through the bleakest times. Her dad had taught it to her as a way of coping when you have real difficulties. She helps other people in the town feel better too. And when she gets hurt, they rally to her side and let her know how much she has helped them. Being a Pollyanna means helping yourself get through hard times and helping others do it too. If you have friends who still see the dark side, it can be frustrating. I think all you can really do is keep pointing out the positives that you see. Maybe they'll start to model themselves after you, as I did with my mother-in-law. Or maybe send them a link to this podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back tomorrow with more ideas on how to make all of our lives a little brighter every day. The Gratitude Diaries is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.